This week, we are so excited to share the mic with our buddies at our complaint department, the Vet Tech Cafe podcast. We're going to talk with Jeff and David all about the world of podcasting, veterinary medicine, and what the future holds and why you need to take action today if you want to see positive changes in the future. That and a whole lot more this week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And for the past seven years, Viewfinders, we've been tackling tough topics. But this week, we're going to be sharing the mic with some cohorts and compatriots and colleagues that do a similar type of thing on their own podcast. And I can't wait to introduce you to those folks. But before we introduce you to them, I want to introduce you to me. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, you know, it's been great sort of watching the emergence of, of veterinary podcasts over the past seven years. But one podcast in particular has really done some some great work for us because you've been sending all our complaints there for the past year or so. Gosh, yeah. These guys are so generous, too. Uh, and, and we probably have a lot of complaints. I assume we keep them very busy <laughs> <laughs> with all the bull that gets sent over there. Um, you know, the truth is you're right though is is we've been at this for seven years and we can appreciate and we know how much work goes into creating quality content on a regular basis and these guys have been around a really long time they're two really really uh, amazing people in the veterinary space i'm glad we get to call them friends and i'm glad we get to call them podcast colleagues and i'm really excited to do a mashup today with our friends over from vet tech cafe podcast jeff and dave Welcome. Thank you thank for you, having thank us. You. It's, uh, it's been a long time since we've been down here in the basement, but I like what you guys have done with the place. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah we just go unnoticed webs, yeah, down yeah. here. It's, it's yeah. good. How's the corner office up at the top? We, it yeah. looks like I'm afraid of heights, so I don't, I'm not, you know, it's fine. Because you guys got that big Spotify deal. I heard millions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. I, I don't know. It, it, all, it all went to taxes. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, for having us on. Yes, this is thank super you. exciting. Um, I, we're, 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 yeah, we're really stoked to be here. Well, the first thing I want to ask you guys is, you know, you, you guys kind of make a big deal about having 45 years of combined experience, guys. Explain. It might be longer explain, than that now. <laughs> explain I think, that. I think explain that, guys. Now. It's 50. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to hear from your side of the, of the tape, if you will. What is this 45 years of combined experience in? Go well, ahead, Dave. well, I started in '97 as as a, an assistant, even though they called me a technician at the time. Um, but I, I started in '97. I've been at it for, gosh, what is that now? Twenty twenty five ish years, twenty six yeah. years, yeah. So, so Jeff, David, go ahead. Back up just one second. I mean, did you did you set out to be a tech? I mean, so did no, you do I something did prior <laughs> to this assistantship or whatever you want to call that? My my original plan in college, well. Going way back, my original plan was to uh, play the trumpet on Saturday Night Live, but that that kind of fell okay. by the wayside. Okay. Uh, and then I, I went back to my love of animals, and I wanted to work in a zoo. So I did a internship at the Franklin Park Zoo in Boston, and I was on the track to be a zookeeper, I guess. Um, and so I got a four-year biology degree, and um, the zoo thing never really panned out, and uh found my way into a rescue group or, or animal rescue league and 
after I left shelter medicine, because those of you that have done shelter medicine know that it is very emotionally and uh, yeah. taxing on you. Um, and then I found myself in a, a general practice hospital and just kind of went from there. Wow. And so you did you self-direct and say, okay, being an assistant is okay, but there's got to be more to this. Is that how you started pursuing your CVT? Yeah, I, I, I went through that and I was able to take the VT&E um, back in 2008, 2009. I had to drive to Delaware to do it because my state didn't allow it um, because I hadn't gone to a school, but I had been in the field for, gosh, 12, 12 or so years um, before I took the VT&E and I had reciprocity and was able to transfer my, uh, my LVT from Delaware to a CVT in New Hampshire. And, uh, that was not the end of it for me because I, I, after studying for the VT&E, I was like, there's so much more that I could learn, uh, and made the switch over to emergency medicine. And I've, I've been there ever since. <laughs> right. And, and, and David, you got your VTS in emergency care. Yes. Uh, so, yep. so pretty impressive. And, and viewfinders, if you're not familiar with kind of the path that David is laying out, this was the, the sort of the grandfather rule, right? I mean, this was when yeah, you were more or less. A, yeah. And you already had a, a four year degree in right. college, I'm assuming, because that's how it used to work. And yep. so fascinating. Jeff, what about you? I mean, obviously you've been in the profession for a long time as well not that long but you know so tell us that story yeah similar it was a uh, it was 95 for me when i started as an assistant um and my first thing was a uh, in high school my senior year we had an after school program where you could do basically uh, one class for one semester and like kind of an after school program everything from like auto shop to woodworking and you know kind of trade type jobs and one of them was animal care and then as part of that course, um, the last like six weeks of it were two days a week at a vet hospital. And then they hired me on after that course. So that was my first job as an assistant. And I worked for a great veterinarian um, who really, really taught us a lot. And we never had RVTs on staff, certainly not in the late 90s or early 2000s. And I'll say he was kind of of the mindset that there wasn't a point for an RBT because he hand trained us and taught us all that stuff. Anyway, I think that would be his argument. But I think now he has a lot of RBTs on staff and, and kind of understands differently. And I, I like to think that I've helped kind of bridge that gap a little bit. But I worked there for a long, long time. I started in emergency medicine in 04, and they sent me to my first conference, which was IVEX. I think in 2006, and I was hooked on on emergency medicine at that point. Um, California still has the alternate route in place where you can take an abbreviated program uh, if you've been in practice for long enough and and take what was then our state exam and is now the VTNE. Uh, and so I did that path. Um, so I was alternate route from the start. And then uh, got my BTS same year Dave did. That's how he and I met. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to transfer uh, with reciprocity my license to Massachusetts when I lived there. Um, but, you know, I've done a lot of cool things along the way. And, and um, yeah, but that's, that's kind of my story. I never really like set out to be an assistant or a technician. I, I kind of was more on the veterinarian track. But once I kind of saw who, like what the truly were the roles in the hospital, um, I, I found myself more wanting to do a lot of the the what I thought were the assistant or technician role or, or tasks at the time. Wow. And, and you guys have really both independently made, you know, a difference in the profession. I mean, you know, obviously, guys, you might be familiar with the name Jeff Backus because he used to work for the 
poison control, you know, hotline and all that. And uh, so he gives a lot of tux, or used to at least give a lot of toxicology uh, lectures. That's how I first came to know you. But in 2019, you guys decided to jump on uh, the Veterinary Viewfinder podcast bandwagon. Is that what happened? Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, uh, Dave, Dave is much more of a podcast listener or guy. Like, I love the idea of podcasts, but I, I don't know. I just frankly have never gotten into them and i've kicked around the idea of a podcast for a long time but i i had no idea how all of this worked frankly and dave and i were sitting at ivex that year um we shared an airbnb and over a couple of beers one night we started kicking around this idea just a couple right just a couple and (laughs) i mean by the end of the conversation we had four sheets of notebook paper and and we got I think the next morning it was like hey are are we really doing this and sure enough the next month we rolled it out yeah I, I'm familiar with the backstory but I super love it and I and I love how much it contrasts to Dr Ernie and I's kind of backstory where I showed up to lunch with Dr Ernie and he already <laughs> had a notebook full of of notes and he did a lot of really fast talking and I was like sure and then he sent an email. And said I was going to need a microphone, and I was like, I have clearly no idea what it is I told him I was going to be doing. And here, seven years later, uh, and many, many microphones later, I uh, we're, we're still at it. But I'm, I'm kind of like you, Jeff, at the time, I didn't really know what podcasts were. I didn't really listen to them. Um, they weren't a part of my daily life, and it was it was such a funny thing to just... Um, you know, Ernie's got a lot of energy and enthusiasm and, and easy, easily convinces you to um, get on board with whatever crazy idea. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and, and and surprisingly, there was no alcohol involved. So um, fully sober, <laughs> jumped right. on board with, with this. So um, I think it's such a fun backstory, but it's such an important thing that you guys do. And I think one thing that's important um, and worth noting, I think, it is... You guys were one of the first veterinary technician-based podcasts where it was two technicians talking to technicians, geared toward technicians, and really taking that role. I mean, obviously, Ernie wanted to have a balanced representation of voices on the podcast from the beginning, and so we've kind of had that back and forth and and that balance here, but you guys really were the ones that said, hey, we're strictly vet tech podcast. Yeah, and and the the whole point of it is, you know, when we first were having this conversation— is I forget who said it. I, I said there's not something out there in the space for us. Like there's a lot of veterinary ones. There's a lot of things that are industry related, but not really anything related to technicians themselves. Like we were kind of latching on to. I remember when we were studying, there was a, a podcast. I forget what the guy's name was. Um, I think it's on one of the T-shirts we had made up um, about uh, emergency medicine, but it was the human side of things, you know. And and we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about was things that. Bird that Bird Doc, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Burn Doc. Burn Doc, yeah. yeah that, that was him. Um, but the, the whole point of it was that we were kind of frustrated in our jobs. Like, we were not happy where we were. Um, just being in clinic work and having done it for, at the time, 20-plus years, we were just kind of frustrated and, and kind of on that path towards burnout. And I, I was thinking about this today before we came on that, you know, before we started this, the things that we knew were 
clinic work, working on the floor, um, and speaking at conferences. That was about yeah. it. That was yeah. pretty much the scope of what we thought a veterinary technician could do. And we said, there's got to be more stuff out there. There's got to be more people out there that we can talk to about that. And really, it was it was about us trying to find a different mm-hmm. path for our careers and, and trying to improve our lives without actually leaving the field um because you know we we both probably had that conversation within ourselves of do we want to keep doing this and i i think through doing this and talking to all the people that we've been able to talk to we still want to do this and we still want to stay in this field yeah and, and i applaud you for that and and you know one thing too viewfinders you know it's when you're listening to to podcasts like vet tech cafe or the veterinary viewfinder you know a lot of times what we're, we're really trying to prompt change right we're trying to inspire you to look at things differently or take action right and so i think that that it's really important for us to have this shared collective wisdom and and sort of you know conversation and you know it's, it's interesting becky you know you you mentioned this a lot especially in the early days of the podcast and, and guys I'm, I'm sure you can relate is that so often veterinary professionals live work breathe in isolation like they don't get to hear oh wow they're having the same problem as we are over here right and so i think that one of the things that your podcast does really really well is talk about those issues that you know do affect everyone around the country and uh you know and you kind of say hey this is a common shared experience and here's how we've dealt with it or how we're trying to deal with it or whatever And, and i think there's so much value to that Absolutely. And, you know, we've even had um, a handful of international guests now. We we have kind of like an international series where, you know, we talk to veterinary technicians or veterinary nurses, depending on the country, around the world. And the, the, the crazy thing is, is that so many of the issues we face in the U.S. are actually issues that pretty much everybody faces in their in this same profession around the world. I mean, we've talked to somebody that we studied with for our VTS exam who's in the Netherlands, somebody from Malaysia, Canada, Australia, and, and the, the the issues that I, that we all face are are ubiquitous and I think that it's it, it's like so, I think if we could all put our heads together and some of the national organizations work more globally, um, I think there's, there's a better, hopefully driver of change, but it's, it's, it's not just the U it's not just here and us here in the U S it's, it's everywhere. I think that's an important, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know if I can decide if I think that that's good or really bad, right? Like, <laughs> it's I'm like, human. it's really good right. to just know yeah. that we're not alone. That's good to know. It's really right. bad that, these are such universal problems and they feel like, like I would like to, say, <laughs> I would like to say when I think of like certain political issues, I can look at other systems that work better. Um, I can think of other politicians who do better than others or do good. Like there seems like there's solutions out there to pick and choose from. It's just getting people on board. If, if we're, you know, globally struggling with the same thing and nobody has really figured out the secret sauce to, making it better. Um, I think that that concerns me a lot, but I think that w- what the conversation does is brings, it unites that conversation yes, and it yes, unites the yes. thoughts and it, it, it gives the opportunity for that brainstorm and that idea sharing and that, and that growth mindset when we're doing it outside of feeling like we're doing it in a vacuum, it, it seems more hopeful, right? Like I think it's less hopeless when you're, if you're just sitting in a clinic and thinking this is just me, um, but on a higher level, you can band together and strengthen numbers. So I think it's really important to bring those messages and those voices together to reflect 
um, what we're seeing on kind of all different points of the globe. With that, what has been for you guys, I think one of the, when you say you have this, and to be fair, like um, to go a little rabbit hole, you guys have a bunch of different series, which I think is fun. You have that tech cafe. Um, You also have... um, um, the tap room, a, the tap yeah. room, right? As I say, a little after hours show, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the less censored version and a little international situation going on. And, um, so what has been kind of the, the thing that surprised you the most, I guess, as you've grown as a podcast and, um, as you guys have interviewed and, and developed these conversations, what has really surprised you the most out of all of it? The fact that people still want to listen to us, I think, is a big one for me. <laughs> oh, with, <laughs> I always say that to Ernie. I'm like, he'll tell me the numbers. I'm like, don't tell me the numbers. I don't want to know that people listen. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's yeah. the scariest thing ever. I would like to think that we are just talking to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I saw this thing recently. Um, it, it was, it, I think it was a meme or I, I I don't TikTok, so maybe it was a TikTok that I came across. I don't know. But it was something to the effect. The quote was like, what do you call it when two guys get together and want to talk about their feelings? You call it a podcast. And, <laughs> and I, I think that, you know, to some degree, it, it, it's it's been that. Like, it, Dave and I talk like that was the whole premise of our podcast, right? We were miserable and unhappy in our jobs and our careers. And, and what do we do? But I, I think for me, the biggest thing is like, hearing everybody's stories and and how passionate about they are about their thing that they're on our show for it's actually really exciting really inspiring and like reinvigorating me to me and there are so many episodes that we've had that are things that maybe I don't have a particular interest in, or frankly, didn't even know they existed in our field, but this person is like blazing the path of it. And it's, to me, that is, that's what like keeps me going is these undiscovered stories. And I don't know how we find these people. A lot of times they find us and and just, you know, suggest an episode or what have you. I mean, Dave, we thought we would run out of guests. Yeah, we thought like, we had 10 episodes. In we, it. Yeah, yeah. We, we thought by like three to six months, we would run out of people. And here we are, we just passed four years last month and, or this month, really, and, and still going strong. So it's, yeah, it's, it's something else. Wow, that is really cool. And I guess to that point, uh, to kind of back to your, I guess, like, it's a joke, like, and you say it kiddingly that, you know, it's two guys talking about their feelings as a podcast. How, what do you think that that dynamic brings being that you are guys and you are in the veterinary space and you are technicians and that is the minority um and it isn't the same voice and that you guys are in emergency and critical care and that you are alternate paths like how do you feel your experience and the fact that there are certain roles that you play and carry in the space that are minority roles how is that affected or contributed or um, just where does that fall with with your guys' dynamic? I think it's interesting. Hmm. That's a, that's a very interesting question. I, I think a lot of that stems from the fact that we do have all the years and we have worked in many different places. We've seen how different people practice medicine. We've we've seen different dynamics in, in the field. And the fact that we didn't do uh, the, the typical route to get to where we are, I, th- I think, is part of that. Um, but I, I think we're also just curious about how other people like like we want to understand how other people are doing that which is why which is why we love the international series those are fascinating to us because we're like the the girl that we talked to from malaysia uh, i i i just sat there the whole time with my mouth open thinking 
this is yeah. just amazing that she's doing this. And in, I don't know if you guys have listened to that episode, but in Malaysia, right. nurses can't really do much of anything. Like, like no. they can't even draw blood. And wow. the fact that she's still pushing forward and, and, and trying to get to where she wants to go, I think is just inspiring and amazing. And, uh, the fact that people are, are wanting to do these things, uh, I don't want to say against all odds, but like up, up against, mm-hmm. like, it's not easy, right? It's not yeah. easy to do those things. Yeah. And I, I, using my experience in, in the stuff that we've been through, cause Jeff and I didn't go the normal route to get to where we're at. So we did have to work a little bit harder. We had to, we had to prove ourselves and, uh, spoiler alert, imposter syndrome. Um, (laughs) we, we fight that every single day. And, uh, I, I feel like that's what, what gives us that unique perspective is that we're, we're fighting against that. And you mentioned the fact that we're both, we're both guys and I don't know that that really comes into our consciousness that, Yes, we are the outliers in the in the field where whatever the numbers is, 78, 80% female in this profession. I, I guess that I think because we've been in the field for so long, it doesn't really it doesn't really click that, oh, oh, we're we're outsiders. Like we're not the normal normal demographic in this field. Um maybe some male obliviousness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there such a thing? Wait a for minute. Sure. For sure. <laughs> you know, and one thing I would add too, I think it almost kind of, I don't know. I think to me, it's also kind of lent a hint of credibility because it's almost like back in the day, it used to be a very male dominated profession, which it's not anymore. My wife is an, an emergency veterinarian and she graduated from Tufts in 2018 when she was going through vet school interviews, which would have been like 2014, I don't remember what school it was, but during her vet school interview, one of the questions she was asked was, how do we get men back to the profession? And, (laughs) you know, so it's like, if you think about, you know, what it was when we started in the mid nineties, you know, I think of Harold Davis and obviously we had a lot of female coworkers along the way too, but now it's, it's almost like we have been in the profession while it's undergone that shift. And, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's so, I don't know that it, it really adds anything to it or not, but, um, it's, it's a lot of those kind of stories are, are definitely things that like, just open my eyes to like, wow, this is, this is crazy. I, I wouldn't have known about it. I wouldn't have known these people any other way. I think that's the really fun part. Yeah. And, and I, I do like the fact that you guys are highlighting people like the veterinary technician from Malaysia, because giving those people a voice, I mean, not only does it validate their efforts, I mean, these are change agents that are really, they have tremendous obstacles to what they're doing. But, you know, that validation that you guys give them, that just continues, that sparks additional change. So, again, it's, it's so important that, that you're, what you're doing, and I appreciate it on, on so many levels. Let me ask you this, though, you know, as you, as you kind of look back at the last four years or so, and, and you know, we've seen now, obviously, there are a lot more podcasts. I mean, when we started, right. there really wasn't anything. And then, you know, suddenly you guys come along and everybody's doing it. But um, has that changed, you know, has that changed the way you deliver content? I mean, have you sort of looked at trends and what's happening out there? Does that influence, you know, what you're doing at Vet Tech Cafe? You know, I, I don't know if it does. I know when we started, um, Dave and I scoured the internet just because we wanted to make sure that if we like, we didn't want to step on somebody else's toes. We didn't want to do carbon copy somebody's 
something that somebody else was doing. And in our search, we found one person, uh, Kat Robinson, radio vet nurse down in Australia yep. that was doing the same kind of thing. Um, and she was actually very, very helpful to us when we started out. We we got in contact with her and she gave us some pointers uh, and a, a lot of help. And we found one other podcast, um, the uh, Internal Medicine for Vet Techs, that was starting out basically the same time we were. And we bounced a lot of ideas off of each other. But we wanted to make sure that nobody was doing this format that we had dreamt up because we didn't want to dilute what somebody else was doing or, or basically just have a, a repeat. Um, and there has been a lot that have come out. And But I, I think most everybody's doing their own little thing. Like, I think what you guys are doing is still very unique. I think, you know, what veterinary anesthesia nerds, what they're doing with theirs is unique. And I am FVT, the community they've built is really yeah. something else. And so I think, like, I think it's super cool that there are so many more of these now that are like for technicians only, and um, you know that that they have like we have our own place that we can go, and um, you know, Amy Newfield's another one, and what she's built with veterinary team training. I, I think that's it's so cool that you know there's still a place for. I think that's the big thing. There's still a place for all of us, and and you 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 asked about content. I mean, we have been asked six ways from Sunday to put more content out and to do a TikTok channel and, you know, be more content creator, influencer type things. And and that's just, that's not Dave and I, like we struggle <laughs> to put together the couple of posts a month we put out on Facebook because uh, we're just not like very, uh, what is that? Uh, Self-promoting. Um, and so like, we know Quite we the have opposite, to do, usually. Yeah. <laughs> we know we have to do at least some to promote our episodes and promote ourselves and, and who we're going to have on. Cause we want people to listen to this amazing story, but like the content creation, I think is the biggest struggle for us because we just, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if we actually know how to create content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get it. But just from a, uh, you know, you also look at some of the big issues. I mean, you guys were around when the veterinary, you know, nurse initiative uh, was was going around. Uh, mm -hmm. Are you are you seeing? Are, have you seen that sort of quiet down at least on your channels? You know, I mean, like for us, we continue to bring up you know title protection and all the mm -hmm. we believe the most important aspects of the VNI. But you know, the overall title change, you know, that was never our jam anyway. But are you guys still seeing a lot of discussion and and maybe you know interest in that? I, I think there's still discussion about the title change, uh, but I don't think it is. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It's like a, a a reactionary response, not a not a. People aren't bringing up the conversation. It's more in response to something that 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 gets promoted. Um, like we saw something the other day about two people being promoted to be uh, advocates for uh, a veterinary technician initiative, and they were being called vet nurses. And Jeff and I kind of texted back and forth, like, "Oh." that's gonna that's gonna rub some right. people the wrong way and and i mean jeff and i are both in the in the the mindset that we don't really care what you call us um but we want it to be unified because that 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 right. that's one of the hard things is that if we're fighting over what we're called like all of the other issues of the vni get pushed off exactly yeah. and, yeah. and that's the, the, and that's, that's what the, i hate that's where the actual change is is right. Right. <laughs> the and, title was the, yeah and those <sighs> are the really important parts of it and i'll say just from the few people we've talked about internet or talked to internationally that are actually veterinary nurses they still have the same struggle that the title certainly didn't 
get rid of the problems that you know right. the problems that we face. So, um, I you know yeah, it's uh, all that other stuff to 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 us is the the more important parts of it. Right. And what about pay? Like you know this we we've talked a lot over the years about you know proper you know compensation and benefits and you know pathways for advancement and things like that. I mean, is that something that you're still you know you find yourselves talking about like. We talk about it almost every week at some point, it seems like. But, you know, do you still find that, that I mean, let's just be finders. Let's be put it out there. You know, it's we're all being woefully underpaid, but mm-hmm. no no one more than veterinary technicians. But is that still something that you're just, you know, gosh, we just got to keep hammering this? You know, I, I don't know if we've ever really touched a whole lot on, on pay or pay scale. I know we've talked to, like, veterinary financial advisors and things of that sort, but... I don't know if we've ever really had, I mean, we always, you know, one of our generic questions is, you know, what what do you see as one of the biggest issues in our field right now? And, and inevitably the guest, you know, often <laughs> says money. pay. <laughs> right. um, and so we have like a little bit of discussion there, but we've never really like talked about it, you know, in that grade of depth, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's there. And, and I, I think actually that's, that's part of the problem is that, Nobody really talks about it. You don't see the pay listed in job ads, um, and so I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's something we need to look at a little bit more. We'll book it next. I think it's it's a it's an issue, and but I don't I don't want to sound spoiled here. But Jeff and I, being twenty five years in the field, you know our pay has gone up. To the point where we're, we live comfortably now, and and now, and, and Jeff and I talk about this a lot. Where our focus is now not so much what I make per hour, but it's how much of my medical insurance is being taken care of. What about PTO? What about um, uh, employee assistance for retirement? All that stuff. So yeah. our our focus personally, I think, is is less on what we make per hour and more about those other things, which I realize you know kind of distances us somewhat from. Uh, our, our our audience because we we aren't making fifteen dollars an hour we aren't grossly underpaid yes we're underpaid but grossly underpaid probably not um, and and I, I think that is something that usually the people that we talk to are people that have multiple years and and a lot of years in the field where they're kind of in the same spot as us so we did get a um, Jeff we got a email from somebody that is going through tech school now, which I, I think is is something that we would like to talk to her about is is what, what does she think about pay? Um, but I think with the guests that we've had, we haven't really had anyone that hasn't had like 15 years in the field. Yeah, very, right. so very it, few. It's, it, yeah, that, and, and, and that's natural, right? Because you, yeah, these oh, are yeah. thought yeah. leaders, KOLs, so forth. But the issue is how do we get more people to 15 years to 25 yeah, years you know? yes, you and part of that barrier yeah. yeah it's you know because the first five years they're looking at this going wait i'm making 15 bucks an hour i went to yeah. school this assistant over here is making 1490 <laughs> you know yeah. what's the point and, yeah. and and that's really you know so again viewfinders you know where becky and i stand on this one uh, for sure becky what else you got to, for these guys before before they have to go because you know again these guys have a big spotify deal millions <laughs> I was we I have a bunch like, of promos to do after this. Right, I'm, I'm sure you do. I'm the, sure you do. I'm definitely checking what we're paying them for our complaints now that I know that they're rolling in all these sixers. No, you know, more than anything, I'm just excited you guys um, took the time to hang out with us today uh, and to just have this opportunity to kind of unite. And, and part of the reason is, is because to Jeff's point, 
I think it's important everybody knows there's room for all of us. You know, there are a lot of great podcasts. And and as we know, some people hate my voice. And so there needs (laughs) to be other places. Uh, Okay, wait, I'll be fair. And other people find it semi-ASMR. And apparently there is a cat that comes running and listens every time the podcast cast is on. So um, (laughs) so different strokes for different folks. But I think it's important that people know we do kid. And part of the reason um, we try to promote other podcasts to our complaint department or to reach out is just for fun so that people know we are all friends um we are all in it for the same reason and we're just all on these like different paths to get to the same place because we're all different people and we've all had different experiences and and that's Mm -hmm. great and so um you know, I hope we have a lot of folks who maybe haven't listened to, to your podcast before that listen to us that come over to you guys. I hope that there's folks that listen to Vet Tech Cafe that if they haven't tried Veterinary Viewfinder out, you know, just to give us a listen um, to hear our different perspectives so that we get as much uniting as we possibly can across the field, that we get as much opportunity as we can. Because to your point, guys, you're right. We do get paid well, but we worked really hard to be here. And we we do have status in the profession and we do have a certain longevity recognition in this profession, but we didn't do anything crazy unique that anybody else couldn't do. And if you're out there with That's a great imposter idea. imposter syndrome shining through there. <laughs> what? You, you just said that we didn't do anything that nobody else could do. That's a, that's a classic imposter syndrome comment. So... Sorry, <laughs> we're not special. It's the I'm so sorry to break it to you. <laughs> we are, you know, and and I'll tell you. I want to tell you this um, because somebody told me that it helped them. When it comes to imposter syndrome, what I try to re- what I try to remind folks is. I'm not pretending I invented this material. I don't try to carry these conversations as though I'm the expert on all of it. In fact, I try to regularly come at at it as though I know very little. And that's the whole reason we're here and doing this is so we can learn more so that we can be educated um, so that we can learn from the people who listen to us. And so I think in the imposter syndrome is... I think it's imposed on us by the people who tell us that they think that we know everything or that that kind of think that's what we're trying to say. But what I know about all of us is we're really inquisitive folks who just want to learn more. And this platform is such a great way to do it. And I'm really proud of you guys. I had literally nothing to do with your success. However, <laughs> it's been really fun to watch. You guys have always been big supporters of the tree. Um, I want to yeah. specifically shout out this very yeah. um, most recent episode you guys did with Danny Provost on layoffs. Um, right. I know a lot of folks who were affected by layoffs this year. And I think that was such an important conversation. And I love what you guys are doing. And, and thank you for doing it thing think so we don't have to carry the whole load of great podcasts out there we <laughs> frankly appreciate it well, I, so I, you know that's just it with you guys though too right i mean like you guys are are the ogs of, of veterinary yeah. podcasting as far as i'm concerned before we go i'd just like to ask you guys like how has it changed while you've been doing this like think back seven years ago to now like what looks different well, I'm I'm a lot poorer because you know we were paying for this uh, on our own. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But you know, that is one of the funny things too. Just so you guys know, and, and one of the reasons why I think we uh, like you guys and are drawn to you guys, like because there's now become this sort of next uh, evolution where it's kind of like all money and you know people are making and you know and I think you know you were mentioning about how we, hey we don't do content. Yeah, you know, back then I came at this and we continue to do this just with pure intent. Like you know like yeah. we might get lucky and get a sponsored episode. Every now and then, because we just don't 
take them. You know? right, You're like, right. it has to really align with what we're all about. So I love the fact that both of us are doing this organically. What's changed the most? You know, I think that, uh, Sadly, the issues are the same, uh, and I know we've got a special episode coming up about sort of looking back on seven years of doing the podcast, but Becky, you know, a lot of the issues we're still talking about. I think what's really changed, though, more importantly, is more people, we're able to reach more people, and that's just by by virtue of being around for so long, but I do, you know, what's interesting is is Becky and I will have a, a, a podcast conversation, a guest, whatever, and then we'll be out at a conference, and somebody will come back and say, hey, I heard that what you're talking about or whatever, and you realize, wow, it's resonating. And I do have this firm belief in, in life that, you know what, when, when you make the change that you want to see in the world. And, and so we, this is our little subtle, you know, quiet way of, of trying to initiate some of that change. So Becky, I don't know, for me, it's just, you know, I think we've, we've been able to kind of push a few buttons and we've definitely ticked off more than our fair share of people. But, um, you know, I mean, I think it's still by and large the same. And, and what I'm so proud of um, for working with Becky all these years is the fact that, you know, she keeps showing up and is very genuine and authentic and truthful. And it's hard to find people like that. that, Come on. You know, we do this every week for seven years. This podcast has never missed one. We've gone through hurricanes and fires and floods and, <laughs> yeah. and travel and kids and sickness, and we just keep doing it. And And I love that working attitude that Becky brings, you know, and I mean that the best way, Becky, you know, we like, like we just get this, we get this shit done. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we are lucky for that. I think... You know, one thing for me that's changed or that's changed the most is um, kind of along the lines what Dr. Ernie was saying in terms of accessibility, more people listen to and know what podcasts are. When we very first started, I would say like, oh, I have a podcast. And people would be like, what is that? What is a podcast? And then I would be like, oh, the purple triangle on your iPhone. And they're like, oh, is that what that is? And I was like, yeah. So I think just the understanding of what we do... um, on this platform. So the exposure has been, um, has been a lot. We've been able to do a lot more, but the other thing I think that has changed, um, is just the tone. We've gone from like, even for myself in the beginning, there were things I was afraid to say. There were things I was like, man, I am going to piss so many people off if I say what I really think (laughs) here. And over seven years, not only myself, um, I've grown into myself and my own ability and confidence to um, stand up for my profession and my beliefs, but watching more and more technicians do that, watching more and more technicians start their own businesses, watching Liz head up the union, um, you know, like over our last seven years, you know, watching the laws change from state to state and, and the people who get behind it and make it happen is it just feel like in the last seven years, technicians have grown so much and we have so much more to talk about in terms of what they're doing for their own success instead of how do we help make other people make them successful. Like, I just feel like technicians have blossomed so much. Um, and I'm so proud of my profession over the last seven years. And there's just been, I just feel like they're like, like you guys said that I, I was like, how are we going to think of a topic every week, (laughs) you know, and, and literally every week there's something really important to talk about. And I think some resonates more than others. Some hits harder more than others. Um, but you know, our profession is just this amazing, ever-changing, growing, developing profession, especially on the technician level. And I hope, 
I, you know, I, I don't know what it looks like in seven years. And I, and I can't wait to look back and say, where are we in seven more years? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm retired. Uh, I'm just going to tell you guys uh, straight up. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, probably retired. That would. Becky, so I, mean, I, would I need be... to start looking for another podcast, or how does that transition? Dave and <laughs> Jeff, are you guys hiring? Interesting. Um... Interesting. <laughs> well, the pay the pay is real bad at our at our place. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Becky, we'll be doing holographic podcasts. No, I, you can't even years. get me on video. Can you imagine trying to talk me into 3D? No, I, I can tell you what's going to happen is people are just going to be chat GPT in this stuff. I was just going to say, yeah. you could just do it all AI and just have it generate a podcast for oh, you. Oh, Lord. And that's when that's when humanity is definitely doomed. That's yes. just, you know, guys, yeah. forget the Terminator. It's all about the chat GPT podcast. That's I wonder what's if AI could make, your, uh, can make voices accept, individually acceptable to all ear holes. And then I'm people just waiting wouldn't for be AI mad. hair replacement. Like, oh, that's, yes. that's the worst thing. If you thing find that, it, yeah. please let oh, me know. Oh, that hit a person. <laughs> I don't so, I can't. Send them my way too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, man. The, that, that's yeah. You ask what changed? I lost my hair. Yeah. yeah. When I started this podcast, full head of hair, TV some ready. Of that and might now be on me. I'm a, I'm a baldy. Is some of that on me? I started this without gray hair, so uh, it's been it's been amazing, and it's been really fun again to watch you guys grow. Congratulations yes, and happy four year anniversary. I hope you bought each other linen or whatever it is um, that you're supposed to share. And truly, like just thanks for having a good sense of humor and rolling, you know, with us on in into this um world of podcasting and and honestly for doing a good job because kind of as you said, I guess we are the OGs if we're going to be self promoting about it. But so we watched who else came on board. We wanted more content out there, but we wanted it to be quality and for the right reasons. And we were really excited to see you guys doing just that. Then we didn't well, have to we, send our podcast mob after you. <laughs> yeah. We've we've also done the same thing where we we we've watched people join the the podcasting uh, realm as well. And, and every now and then we'll send each other a text of oh, somebody had Liz on their their podcast. There's yeah. another one that's that's. Yeah. And sometimes we do the uh, the tagline of how does it go, Jeff? Always Often imitated, never duplicated. There you Ooh, go. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but you know, it's, but the, the thing is, is on those other podcasts, they have different conversations. And, right. and oh, yeah. That, that's the whole. That's part of the whole. There's truly room for everybody, and yeah. Well, don't Absolutely. forget, we had her first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's a matter of record, but who's saying? We're there imposters over here on the viewfinder. That's uh. all we do. <laughs> well, guys, I can't thank you enough for spending time with us today. Again, if you haven't listened to them, go check out Vet Tech Cafe wherever you listen to your podcast. Guys, it's worth a subscribe. They really do some good work over there, and we're really, really proud to call them colleagues in this space. And if they want to tell us what they think about our show, Becky, where can they go? Right. Again, if you don't like it, Jeff and Dave want to hear about it. So make sure you hit them up at Vet Tech Cafe Podcast. If you are enjoying it, you make sure you hit me up over at Veterinary Viewfinder at gmail.com or over at Facebook and Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. And, and who knows? I th- I don't even know what X Twitter is anymore, but we're not there. Never. And nope. honestly, I don't even get it anymore. It seems like, wow, what just happened to the world? But anyway, guys, we know what happened to the world. We got to talk to... David Cowan and Jeff Backus from Vet Tech Cafe. Thank you again, guys. We will talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. Perfect. We did it all on purpose, right? Yeah. <laughs>